Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. It's an opportunity for you to maybe take some time out to check in, to pause, to reflect, and hopefully to get one or two nuggets of wisdom from me along the way. This week's topic is all about conquering the January blues. And I don't know about you, but even though I work as a coach and a motivational speaker and my annual flagship workshop SOAR is only a few short weeks away, where I'd be looking at inspiring a group of people, uh, sometimes in early January, I can find it difficult to inspire myself. I probably shouldn't be saying that, um, but I suppose it is fairly common after the celebrations and the rest and the uh, the recharging around Christmas time of the year, it's difficult to reboot the system. Sometimes I find come January, and I know I'm not alone in that. Um, and then of course you still have the you know the darker evenings. Although I did catch myself saying earlier in the week when one of the days was a little brighter, that you could see a little stretch in the evening. I sounded, I suppose I sounded like the generations before me by saying something like that. And of course, it's this time of the year as well that, you know, maybe credit card bills arrive um, where we remember what we spent in the run up to Christmas. And of course, uh, in recent years as well, the, the third Monday of January is labelled Blue Monday. And that Monday is coming up because it's the 20th of January this year. And that is supposedly the most depressing day of the year. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. But I said with that on the horizon, uh, this week's topic is one for putting a little bit of a pep back in our, in our steps uh, for January as we wait patiently for the first hints of spring to come along or at least the psychological um, uh, milestone that is the first day of February and the, the first official day of spring. So as I say, this week's episode is all about conquering the January blues. And over the course of it, I want to share a few tips. I think I've got eight in total, a few little tips that can just help us persevere with the month of January. So the first little tip for conquering the January blues is one that I'm attempting to put a lot more conscious effort into I have to say is it's all about get get moving I often think in winter time and particularly over the Christmas period it's so easy to be stationary and I often think there is a difference as well between relaxing and just being lazy and I know for me if I haven't been physically active for a period of time I can feel very leaden you know, it's it's easy to be too sedentary during the winter months, I often find. Doubly so for me in the last little while, because health issues have meant that I haven't been able to get to the gym really since um, late August. And then it was a bit intermittent before that. Um, and whilst I've been able to do a few stretches and a few bits of yoga in the morning times, I've not been able to make my weekly yoga class either. Uh, and I felt the effects of that, not just physically, but also mentally. Uh, but I have been trying to balance that with more meditation and maybe quiet time and meditative type reading. Um, but uh, for me, there's still no substitute for being physically active. So I do try to get out for walks, um, particularly when the, when the weather is bright, because uh, a little bit of sunshine in the winter months, I think, is so important, particularly on those long and seemingly endlessly grey days and grey skies. So one of the things that I find works for me is to um, stick in the earphones, the AirPods, uh, get the legs moving, even if it's just for a walk, get the heart pumping a little bit. 
Uh, it changes our breathing patterns. It helps to oxygenate the blood. It gets the happy endorphins going. It makes us feel a little bit more energized. And of course, there's always that paradox with energy. I think to create energy, we have to expend energy. You know, sometimes we can be a little bit like, I don't know, the laptop or the TV. If it's not being used for a while, it goes into, into shutdown or standby mode. Um, uh, one of the things I've often done as well um, to, I suppose, kill two birds with the one stone is maybe not just have pumpy music going, which I do sometimes in the earphones when I'm out walking, um, but also to have a podcast or an audio book going. And I've referenced this elsewhere, but one of my great discoveries last year was the app called Insight Timer. And it's one that I've listened to every day. And it has little daily uh, meditations on it, uh, nice relaxing music, uh, little courses. And it's something that I make a point of tuning into, as I say, every day. But maybe I'll listen to something a little bit longer if I'm out on a walk. So I'm, I suppose I'm fueling my mind as well as trying to fuel my body. Uh, so that's something that I suppose we hear a lot of people think about and talk about come January and operation transformation and losing weight, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it simply comes down to making the conscious effort of moving more. The second tip for conquering the January blues is to do an early spring clean. Now, spring might be a few weeks away, as I say, but that, do that doesn't mean that we can't get the sleeves rolled up and give our house or apartment or even our workspace a good clear out. Um, last week when I was taking down the Christmas decorations, of course, that's a prompt for a broader tidy up and a reorganisation. Uh, questions to ponder here can be things like, well, what can you recycle or sell? You know, you can sell stuff so easily now on eBay or um, what that buy and sell, you know, or simply bin. You know, we need to get rid of it. Um, I've watched a few episodes on Netflix of the Marie Kondo uh, programme, you know, the guru all about tidying up and clearing out. Um, and she, she gets you to examine your possessions to see what sparks joy and what doesn't. Uh, it's great fun. I'd love her to come in and, and attack, for want of a better phrase, uh, my house and work surroundings, even though I think it's fairly organised. Uh, but of course, sometimes we have to get rid of things, get rid of the old to make space for the new. You know, if you've not used something for a while or if you've not worn something for well over a year, you know, or if something no longer gives you pleasure when you look at it, perhaps it's time to say goodbye to it. And of course, here I'm talking about possessions, not, not people. So an early spring clean, I often think for me, certainly a clear desk when it comes to work uh, is vital for a clear mind or, you know, a clear workstation. Um, and there's nothing more pleasing and, or maybe this is just my personality you know, then having put some effort in and creating a space that you then just enjoy being in a little bit more because you're not distracted by the clutter or the dust or, you know, the general lack of organisation. So tip two is an early spring clean. I came across some statistics recently that really put things into perspective for me and they feed into this third tip for conquering the January blues, which is putting things into perspective. You know, did you know that if you have assets of more than €4,000, you're wealthier than half the world's population? That figure really surprised me. You know, €4,000, if you think of it for a lot of people, that might be the car they're driving, it might be a month's salary, it might even be the clothes on their back. You know, if you have 4,000 quids worth of assets, either in your bank account and or with, you know, the possessions that you own, you're in the wealthiest 50% of the world. 
uh, that's quite astonishing to me. If you have assets of more than 85,000, which is a lot of people, you're in the wealthiest 10% of the world. You know, So if you think of all of those people who struggle from um, you know, a sustenance point of view, from a security point of view, from having a roof over their head, from having clean water, you know, issues that we just take for granted, um, that we have choices and freedoms at our disposal. When we, when we remind ourselves of that, maybe the moan and groan and doom and gloom that we have in January just seems very futile. You know, seeing beyond ourselves and reaching out to others who are less fortunate, of course, is a great way to put our own lives into perspective. You know, this year, this month, you know, is there a way that you could volunteer your services, you know, your time? It doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It's more to do with an intention. You know, it might be even the simplest intention of demonstrating more kindness this month or just parking your judgments and giving maybe others the benefit of the doubt when perhaps we wouldn't normally do so. So that's tip number three, to put feeling low into perspective in the bigger scheme of things. Tip number four is about making the concerted effort to learn something new in January. You know, the schools are back now, the colleges are back open after the Christmas break. We know that by the traffic on the road. And of course, it can be an opportunity for us to shift our focus and set ourselves the goal of learning something new or a new skill or just getting curious about something new. Uh, for this month of January. I remember a few years ago in response to a great Christmas gift I'd, give, I'd been given and um, I took up photography you know I was bringing the camera with me everywhere and nowadays of course we all have cameras with us all the time because of our phones. Uh, more recently I started a yoga class in January when was that about two years ago and that's something that I tried out. I was beginner at it again. I was practicing something. I was by no means perfect with it. But it got me back into that learning space. And I had been a while since I was a learner. And I think that's not a good space to be in because none of us are expert at everything. And we forget the joy and the creativity and just the fun that can come with having that beginner's mindset again. So a few questions for you to ponder. What skill or talent? Uh, has lain dormant in you that perhaps you would like to breathe some life into in 2020? What have you been curious of perhaps trying out or giving a go? And maybe you can look into taking some some steps forward with that in January. And um, as I often say, like everything in nature, if we're not growing, we're dying. And I think as adults, we can forget that it's, you know, it's it's nice and it's enjoyable to push comfort zones a little, particularly when it comes to expanding our knowledge, uh, expanding our skill set. But if we're looking to learn something new, we want to just do it from a place of curiosity and interest. So what maybe could you give a little bit of attention to in this area uh, at the beginning of the year? So I have four more tips to share with you around conquering the January blues. But let me take a quick pause just to remind you that there are still a few tickets left for my annual flagship workshop, SOAR, that's taking place on the evening of Thursday, the 30th of January in the fab surroundings of the Westbury Hotel, just off Grafton Street in Dublin, too. Um, I've been delighted with the ticket sales. We're above and beyond any other year. Um, it looks as if we'll sell out in advance, which is terrific. Uh, there are still a few tickets available. They're uh, accessible through my website, jamesweekman.com, where you'll find more information about the night and previous testimonials and a little video um, about last year's event. And of course, the tickets can be purchased through Eventbrite if you just search for SOAR 2020, and that's SOAR, S-O-A-R. 
uh, the tickets now, because the early bird ones have gone, are 65 uh, euro plus uh, fees. Uh, that, of course, includes uh, refreshments. And this year, as I've mentioned before, is the 10th consecutive year of SOAR. And we're all starting the night off with a little glass of bubbly. So it'll be nice to toast the, uh, the new year and the event. Uh, so let's keep going with some of these tips for conquering the January blues. Tip number five is about fueling your motivation. Now, for those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast, you know the last two episodes were all about starting the year as you mean to go on. We touched on New Year's resolutions, or rather my antidote to New Year's resolutions. And last week's episode was all about using the acronym of PEACE, P-E-A-C-E, as a little framework for focus for the year ahead, knowing as well that peace is perhaps something that we're really looking for, but we sometimes don't acknowledge. So if you've not listened to last week's episode in particular, uh, do check that one out for more on this particular point. But tip number five for conquering the January blues, as I say, is about fueling your motivation. And rather than perhaps setting resolutions, you know, why not get creative with that approach this year and maybe design a little collage of your goals or area of focus for 2020. It's something that I enjoy doing. You know, you might go through a few old magazines or the Sunday papers, cut out some photos, images, uh, maybe even words that you associate with uh, your goals or your areas for focus this year. Uh, stick them in, glue them into a, you know, a scrapbook, um, uh, you know, a, a card, um, you know, even a box where you keep them all together. But just make sure that you put it somewhere where you can add to it and maybe get a sense of inspiration from it. So we're pictorially doing some things with our goals or areas for focus for 2020 rather than just writing them out. Um, but it is nice to get them out of our heads in some shape or format. But I don't know about you. I find, you know, a picture of a beautiful scene far more inspiring and motivating than just writing down to go to a certain place on holidays or to, you know, to aim to travel somewhere, you know, to have an image of it. You know, if you're looking to 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 get a new car this year, have an image of the car rather than just writing out, get a new car. It just makes it more stimulating, I suppose. One of the other things that we can also bear in mind when it comes to motivation is that the, the clue is in the word itself. So if I'm lacking in motivation, the second part of the word, if we add in the little C between the A and the T, we've action, which sort of links back to point number one again, get moving, you know, doing something. Very difficult to be motivated when we're stationary. And then, of course, the first part of motive, sorry, first part of motivation, if we add in the little E, becomes motive. You know, why is something important to me? And we'll always find uh, the fuel for motivation when we dig a little bit deeper and we look at, well, why is something important to me? rather than just melting off the new resolutions or refrains that you hear most people utter at this time of year. So tip number five for uh, conquering the January blues is to get creative with our goals and focus for the year ahead, maybe using some images as opposed to just words. The next tip for conquering the January blues, I sometimes refer to as developing an attitude of abundance, but it can also be labelled giving away that which you would most like to receive. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you would like more love or respect or friendship or fun in your life, but then for the month of January, maybe practice giving that out, you know, leaning into it more purposefully. Um, you know, it might sound a little bit mad, but it tends to work. You know, it's the old adage of what we what we give out returns to us tenfold. I think that's mentioned in the Bible somewhere. Uh, but of course, then we also have to make sure that we stay open to receiving. You know, for me, very simply in January, it can come down to making a choice at the beginning of the day. 
Do I want to try to lean into joy today or will I drift into misery? And ultimately, I have the choice, irrespective of the circumstances or the conditions that are going on around me. You know, whilst I might prefer the weather to be milder and the sky bluer, where it might be easier for me to feel a bit more upbeat and joyful, you know, that's an external stimulus. Whereas we know all emotions ultimately come from the inside out. And sometimes that starts with just making the decision. It's like, I don't want to do misery guts today. I'm making the effort to be a little bit more neutral or upbeat or positive or a little bit more precious with my word. You know, it starts with a decision. And for me, it's always about leaning into love and trying to lean out of fear and choices made from fear. Um, or maybe another way of looking at that is leaning more into that attitude of abundance as opposed to the attitude of uh, scarcity. And that's an ongoing practice, of course. And it's one that's always, you know, at the forefront of my mind, because when I tend to be feeling a low and and uh, full of doom and gloom it's usually not an attitude of an abundance it's it's sort of scarcity it's lack um, it's it's external circumstances influencing me rather than me shaping my external circumstances from the inside out that's a deep topic but i said with all of these tips i might as well include a deep one within them so we're nearly there uh, tip number seven is around count your blessings and rather than focusing on the credit card statement or counting the days to the next paycheck in January, maybe also consider starting a little gratitude list. Now, for those of you who, again, tune in every week to this podcast, you remember before Christmas, I did a whole episode on gratitude and gratitude journaling and having a gratitude jar. But maybe even just for the month of January uh, over the rest of January, even, you know, make a commitment to yourself to write out a list of five things you are thankful for every day. So even if you did that for two weeks, you know, you'd have 50 odd items of uh, things that you are grateful for. And that's a nice way of refocusing the mind, you know. So by the end of the month, as I say, you'd have a lengthy list. Um, uh, I mentioned in the earlier podcast that at the start of 2018, so two years ago, um, I started a gratitude jar and every day for that whole year, started at the beginning of January, I take a post-it note and I drop something into that jar that I was grateful for that day. And then at the end of the year, 12 months later, tipped it out and went through uh, everything that was in that jar and sat down and reminisced. And now as we're at the beginning of the year, maybe consider do something uh, in that regard for yourself. I often think, you know, on those days then when I'm feeling low, I can just revisit the list. And uh, gratitude, as we all know, is, is one of the great mood enhancers. So that's tip number seven, uh, count your blessings. So the final tip for uh, conquering the January blues, the eighth one, I have to say it's my favourite one because I'm always looking for an excuse for this. But tip number eight is to treat yourself. You know, make a point of doing something that you love to do in January. You know, maybe it's having friends over uh, for a bite to eat. Maybe you make a conscious effort to go to the cinema. Uh, you have a massage. You know, you you arrange for dinner out. Um, you know, just think about something that brings you joy and how can you lean into that just more purposely in the month of January. I often think it's important for us to make the space for joy or fun or adventure in our lives, particularly in, 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 in these long you know, winter type days. Um, you know, in, in short, how can you simply make yourself laugh more in January? Maybe it's making a, a concerted effort to, to download a series on Netflix that will know that you'll know will just make you laugh. There's nothing like a, a good old belly laugh, I often think. 
you know, one of the things that we discovered recently, and it was a nice coincidence, and I was glad we did discover it because when we got married 18 odd months ago, we were blessed to get some vouchers and we thought we'd use them all up, but we found one that we hadn't used and it was going to expire at the end of January. So thankfully we, we, we discovered it again. So we were able to uh, make a reservation for a meal out at the end of the month. And I have to say that's something I'm looking forward to because uh, I do like I do like to have a dinner out every so often and um, and to be able to exercise that voucher is 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 doubly beneficial and of course there's some great deals in restaurants in January which is traditionally a a quieter month for them but you might find a different way of treating yourself it might be buying a new lipstick or you know spending something in the sales you know or treating yourself to a facial or just treating yourself to um, a, a day off somewhere um, but we make the con the concerted effort to do it. So that's tip number eight, uh, a little bit of effort into just treating yourself in January and a reward for getting through the, the longest month. So there we have it, a few little tips for conquering the January blues. Let me do a very quick recap on them. Tip number one was about getting moving, trying to be a little bit more active um, to, to get over the, the sedentary state that many of us have been in over the Christmas period. Of course, we can get active as well, having a little spring clean, which was tip number two, uh, clearing the workspace, tidying out things, getting rid of stuff that you don't need or maybe have held on to for too long. Uh, tip number three, remember those stats about putting things into perspective. And, you know, if we've assets of over 4,000 euro, we're in the wealthiest half of the world and maybe to remember how blessed we are. Uh, Tip number four was making the effort to learn something new in January, to expand our horizons, to move into the beginner mindset, as it were. Tip number five was look at ways of fueling your motivation. And that might be just pictorially or visually creating a bit of an image board or a vision board for the year ahead where you're focusing on what you want to have, be, do or create in 2020, but doing it in a creative way. Tip number six was that slightly deeper one about giving away what you would like to receive more of and maybe coming at uh, making the choice at the beginning of the day to lean more into joy and away from misery and doom and gloom and to remember the old abundance mindset as opposed to one of scarcity or lack. Uh, tip number seven was count your blessings, the old gratitude list. And then the final one, that one about treating yourself, just doing something that allows you to be your own best friend in January, that unsolicited little little um, uh, bunch of flowers you buy yourself or, um, or a meal out, um, whatever would bring you joy or bring a bit more fun or enjoyment into your life. So there's the few tips. I purposely apply them myself in January, I have to say, because I do find it a, a trickier month. Um, if, of course, you're looking for a whole evening of inspiration and motivation and insight and, and connection with like-minded people, as I say, there are a few tickets left for SOAR, my workshop in the Westbury on the 30th of January. So I hope you found those tips of benefit. More information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website, jamesweetman.com. And of course, there's many more tips and articles and blogs as well that sit on the website and across the social media platforms. So thanks again for tuning in and until next week.